0: This is play like a jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet one. And it is time for the jets bills post game report. The jets going down in defeat at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, 20-12, the final score. We're going to have Andy Vasquez from NJ.com on a little bit later, like always, an abbreviated version because he's in the middle of a bunch of different things. But the story of this game, to me, before we get into the nitty-gritty, the nuts and bolts, is missed opportunities. It kept happening all day for the Jets today. And when you take a look at it one by one, It tells the story of a team that did something they did the first time these two teams played. The first time the Jets and the Bills played, they went toe-to-toe. But in the end, the Bills were the ones that made the mistakes and ended up costing themselves the game. This time, the Jets and the Bills went toe-to-toe again. But it was the Jets who made the mistakes and squandered the opportunities. And it all began in the first half. There just wasn't anything going on for either team. The defenses were pitching a shutout until toward the very end of the first half when C.J. Mosley made a terrible mistake. It was a fourth and one. The Bills were apparently going for it, but clearly they were just trying to get the Jets to jump off sides before punting. However, C.J. Mosley jumped the count. He was trying to make a big play. He ended up costing the Jets the opportunity to make the Bills punt and go into the locker room at worst, tied at zero at best. Perhaps the Jets could have taken the ball down the field and scored to take the lead before half and gotten the ball to start the second half. The Bills took advantage of this mess up by C.J. Mosley, drove down the field, and Dawson Knox had a phenomenal touchdown where he jumped up in the air and flipped into the end zone to give the Bills a 7-0 lead going into the half. The Jets... Had a really good opportunity after that because Mike White came out in the second half, led an awesome drive, distributing the ball all over the place and getting the Jets into the end zone to tie the game. The Bills came right back, got themselves a touchdown, made it 14 to 7. The Jets were rolling again. Mike White had them at midfield and then he ended up getting hammered and had to come out of the game for the second time. As a result, Joe Flacco came in for the second time. Mike White took a terrible hit in the first half, too, and Flacco had to come in for two plays. This time, Flacco had to come in for more than one series. Flacco came into the game and immediately coughed it up on a strip sack. The Bills took the ball and then went down the field for an easy field goal, making it 17-7. After that, the Jets squandered another big opportunity. When Mike White came back into the game, the Jets were able to regain the momentum in the fourth quarter after Jermaine Johnson blocked a Bills punt in the end zone and was able to get the Jets a safety. The Jets were then down 20-9 to with half of the fourth quarter remaining, and they were getting the ball back. They were driving down the field. They were inside the 30-yard line of the Bills when Michael Carter coughed the ball up, and that really was what ended it for good for the Jets because what happened after that is that the Bills were able to run a bunch of time off the clock. The Jets got the ball again. They were able to drive down the field. On a fourth and one, they decided to kick a field goal instead of continuing to go for a touchdown. That's a move that was controversial, but I agreed with it. I think you've got to take the points there. You've got three timeouts. You trust your defense. You hope that they can hold the Bills, which they did. They got the ball back with about 46 seconds left and one timeout and an opportunity to go and try and drive for the game-winning touchdowns. Came up short, unfortunately, but to me, you take the points there at fourth and one, And you hope that you get the ball back and can drive for the touchdown because if you don't get it there in fourth and one, the game is over. So you take the points in hand and then you worry about the touchdown later. That's what I would have done. And so that's what we saw. A lot of questions from Jets fans today as far as Zach Wilson goes and why he was inactive. Because when Joe Flacco came out, people were complaining, how could you not have Zach Wilson go into the game instead of Joe Flacco? Zach Wilson was inactive for a reason. The coaches watch him every day in practice. Clearly, he was not getting the job done in practice. He's nowhere near where they want him to be. I understand that Flacco is older. He can't really move, especially with the way the offensive line had been playing. It was a tough game for him to enter into, and he doesn't seem to have a lot left, but it tells you all you need to know about where the Jets think Zach Wilson is, that he was inactive, and will probably stay inactive for a while. Get used to the fact that if Mike White Is unable to play for any reason. If he gets hurt again, has to miss part of the game, has to miss some time, it is almost certainly going to be Joe Flacco at this point who takes over. It's not a great solution, but clearly it's the best solution that the Jets think they have. Let's talk about the individual performances now. Mike White wasn't amazing in the first half, but you have to remember, Josh Allen didn't do much in the first half either until that final drive of the quarter where he was able to hit Dawson Knox for that touchdown. The conditions on the field were terrible. It was slippery and slidy because of the sleet that was raining down. And on top of that, throwing in a sleet storm is very difficult anyway. So I thought Mike White didn't have the greatest half, but they were moving the ball. They just weren't able to get it down into scoring territory and come away with any points. The second half after Mike White came back, From the injury the first time, he was able to really get into a groove, and I think the fact that Mike White had to come out a second time because of the injury really hurt the Jets' momentum because, as I said, it was 14-7. The Jets were in the process of driving. They were at midfield. Flacco enters the game, and instead of the Jets continuing their momentum, he gets stripped And the ball goes the other way to the Bills. They cash in with a field goal, and the Jets were never able to recover from that. They had one other opportunity momentum-wise, and that was after the Jermaine Johnson block-punt. That had the Jets within two scores, but as I said, Michael Carter coughed it up. So those two fumbles and the fact that Mike White had to come out. Mike White's final stats, 27 of 44, 268 yards, all things considered. I thought he did a really good job. As I mentioned on Twitter, he hit nine players total. Nine players had receptions and he hit five different wide receivers. Elijah Moore had his best game in a long time. Six catches, 60 yards. Garrett Wilson, again a stud, made some fantastic catches. There was one play that I thought might end up being the turning point in this game if the Jets held on to win. It was on the first drive in the third quarter, the one that led to the Jets' first touchdown. He had A fingertip grab on a key third down where the Jets otherwise would have had to punt. You have to figure the Bills had the momentum, probably never would have looked back. Instead, the Jets continued the drive and were able to get a touchdown and tie it at the time at 7-7, keeping the game tight. Let's talk about the running game now. Zonovan Bam Knight clearly has surpassed Michael Carter as the top running back. Michael Carter, in addition to fumbling, had five carries for five yards. Bam Knight, 17 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. He was dazzling today. He's got that one cut speed and agility that you don't get out of Michael Carter. Next year, when Brees Hall comes back, I think you're going to see a really fun combination between those two players. Key injury in this game, besides Mike White was unfortunately Quinton Williams went out. We're going to talk about what happened with Quinton and Williams and Mike White injury-wise a little bit later when Andy joins the show. Quinn and Williams had two sacks before he left the game and was dominating. If he'd stayed in the game, who knows? Maybe they're able to contain Josh Allen and the Bills' offense enough to find a way to come out of this game victorious. Unfortunately, it didn't happen Overall, the defense had a pretty good day, but Michael Carter II was flagged a couple of times. Penalties for the Jets were a killer today, another culprit. We can talk about Mike LaFleur's play calling, which was unimaginative and formulaic. It was over and over again, the same calls. Mike White got into a rhythm, so it didn't look as bad in the second half. But in the first half, it was really bad. But the defense really bailed the Jets out for the most part in the first half. And Quinn and Williams was the biggest reason why. And when you look at the Bills' stat lines, and this is why you don't box score scout. Josh Allen, 16 of 27, 147 yards, a touchdown, 10 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Nothing special there. If you take a look at the key playmakers on the Bills, other than one really nice play, Stefan Diggs was held in check. He had three catches for 37 yards. Gabe Davis, three catches, 31 yards. Devin Singletary, a nice day yards per carry-wise, but only had eight carries for 39 yards. If I would have told you all of this before the game, You would have thought the Jets were going to go into Buffalo and win this one. Unfortunately, not the case. Matt Milano, a big factor. He wasn't in the first game. He was the one that looked to have crushed Mike White's ribs. Again, Mike White, a tough guy, came out of the game twice and still was able to finish and had the Jets with an opportunity to potentially tie the game at the end with 45 seconds left, a position you wouldn't have thought they'd have been in. Certainly not Mike White that you would have thought, leading that drive after what we saw Matt Milano do to him. The Bills' defense did really, really well in the first half. Mike White found the rhythm in the second half, but overall, you have to tip your cap to the Bills. Gregory Rousseau, two sacks. He actually credited Mike White's toughness at the end of the game. No interceptions here for the Bills, but as we said, two key turnovers when it came to the fumbles by Michael Carter and and Joe Flacco. So now the Jets are in a position where they're going to have to buckle down if they want to get into the playoffs. This is not going to be easy. The Jets have four games left, two of them at home, the next two, Detroit coming up a week from today. They've got the Jaguars four days after that at home, and then two road games against a Seattle team with a winning record in a building that's very difficult to play in. And they then go to Miami for the final game of the season. The Lions are surging right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. They're six and seven, and remarkably, still in the playoff hunt. You take a look at what's going on with the Jaguars, and all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence is turning into a star in front of our very eyes. That's going to be a tough game as well. The Seahawks, it's always difficult to play in Seattle, and you know Geno Smith's going to be looking for revenge against the Jets. As I said, they are battling for a playoff spot, so they need to win that one. And then you take a look at the Miami Dolphins, and certainly they're going to need that game at the end of the year because they're battling with the Bills for the division. They're still in the wild card mix if they don't win the division. That is going to be a very tough game against a team that on paper is one of the best in the league and is going to be looking for revenge against the Jets for what happened the first time when the Jets put 40 on them. At MetLife Stadium. So the Jets lose this one to the Bills. A missed opportunity. They very easily could have won this game. The Bills gave them chance after chance after chance. But every time it looked like the Jets had some momentum. They self-destructed. And that really was the story of the game. Whether it was penalties. Whether it was turnovers. The Jets just weren't able to cash in enough times. And the Bills were able to do just enough. Despite a largely very strong effort from the Jets defense for them to come out the victor 20-12 to against the Jets today. However, for all the downsides about this game, if you're a Jets fan, if you took my advice and took Garrett Wilson against his prize picks player projection this week, he just came in above it, barely, but he was able to come in above it Another really good game for him. Six catches for seventy-eight yards. He was projected to be in the sixties. If you took Garrett Wilson as one of your six players over at PrizePicks.com or the PrizePicks app, you could have won up to twenty-five times the amount of money that you put in because that's how it works at PrizePicks.com. You pick two to six players, and if they beat their PrizePicks player projection, you can win up to twenty-five times the amount of money that you put in. When you sign up at PrizePicks.com and make your first deposit, you. Use the promo code PLAJ. And they will match that first deposit up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. Put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. By the way, you don't even have to do football, it could be baseball, basketball, hockey, anything you want. You don't play against anybody else, just the Picks player projections. Go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks.
1: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet.
0: And now joining us as always, but in an abbreviated version, Andy Vasquez of NJ.com. He's going to take us through what went down in the locker room and give us some quick thoughts as well. Andy, a hailstorm in Buffalo. The Jets unfortunately squandered one too many opportunities as we talked about earlier in the show. Your thoughts quickly before we get into what happened in the locker room on Mike White and the day in general for the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, I thought Mike White did more than just show that he was tough today. I think he did enough to earn the starting job for the rest of the year, if he can be healthy enough to play against the Lions on on Sunday and obviously moving forward after that, which is a little bit of a question mark. But um, yeah, I think he did more than enough to, to, you know, obviously he showed what he's made of in terms of toughness and all that. And I think, there will never be a question about that when you when you saw how much pain he was in, but also just what he was able to do. He had a better passing day than Josh Allen. I, I wouldn't say he outplayed Josh Allen when you look at Allen's total production, but he had a better passing day. The Jets offense had a better day overall than the Bills offense for the most part. And um, you know, that doesn't happen with Zach Wilson in there. It doesn't happen with any other quarterback in there that the Jets have in the roster right now. And and I think that has is more than enough for Mike White to be the guy for the final four games.
0: Seems like the players in the locker room agreed after the game. They really praised Mike White's toughness. We also heard from Coach Robert Sala, as always. Take us through what was said in there.
1: Robert Sala said that, you know, he was asked if they had missed an opportunity. And he said they've definitely missed an opportunity and that he loves this team, but they know they missed an opportunity. Then he paused for like three seconds and you could see he was almost emotional. He said, but I think we're going to see this team again soon which you know the jets have already played the bills twice um so the only way they could see them again soon would be in the playoffs and so that's robert Saul saying this team is going to make the playoffs and then he was kind of asked why and he said just just because i think so and then asked to define it more he said i believe in this team and in the locker room and um that we have the guys to get it done and then i think the real crux of what he was trying to say and the most important part everybody's going to be like this is him being confident this is him being Bold, whatever, but I think he was challenging his team to be better. uh, And that was the most important part of this message. He said, I think we're capable of so much more, and that they have to figure out how to do that. And that's really the key. Like, it's nice uh, that they almost beat the Vikings in Minnesota. It's nice that they almost beat the Bills in Buffalo and that they beat them earlier this year, but almost doesn't mean anything. Um, and the Jets need to find a way to capitalize on those almost and turn them into actual wins. And it's still there for them when the final four games, if they can win three out of them. They'll probably go to the playoffs, but they have to start doing it now. So I think it was like the right thing to do. And I think it resonated in the locker room because you saw players saying, you know, I we believe that, too. And we always have the whole year. Um, it's just time for us to kind of show it. So uh, I think there's a lot of it's a weird vibe in the locker room. It was like a very positive locker room because I think Sala, Sala's message has them looking forward to these last four games and proving it. Um, but also, you know, they just let two real opportunities. If you look at the four losses they've had, they've lost four of their last six games and all four of those losses, the two, to the Patriots, the one last week to the Vikings and, and the one on Sunday to the bills, those were games that they should have won like, or had a very good chance to win, but ended up kind of squandering them, these games on their own really in a lot of ways with the, with some of the turnovers today with some of the uh, with a self-inflicted slow start by both the offense and defense against the Vikings and then obviously we know what happened in the Patriots game so um, the point is like that they need to step up and stop being almost they're good enough to win these games they need to find a way to win them and I think that was a powerful message that was heard in the locker room and um, the problem is you're only going to have so many more almost before it's it's too late. So, and if you have another almost or two, you're going to spend January talking about what could have been instead of the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, with the Mike White stuff in the locker room, everybody was obviously highly complimentary of him. Garrett Wilson, uh, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, all of them talked about how tough he was and what he showed. Uh, I thought Connor, Connor McGovern talking to a couple of us, us, us had a really good quote about how you know. Mike white showed what guys on this team are willing to give up to get to the playoffs, Uh, and unfortunately like he had to pay that price today and, and it was a painful one, but he showed that. And I think that was a a powerful message. And, um, obviously the, the locker room is bought in on Mike white. We knew that before, uh, what he showed in Buffalo on Sunday, but I I think they're even more bought in now than, you know, it would be really hard to take Zach to, to, to take, um, Mike white out at this point. As for the injuries stuff, so Mike White uh, went to the hospital after the game to be evaluated. Robert Sala said it was strictly precautionary. Uh, basically, they wanted to make sure that after having these rib injuries, and obviously he went in, he was x-rayed um, and everything got cleared and he wanted to come back into the game, which is why he came back into the game. According to Salah, um, he got hit more after that. Um, it's a rib injury that could be something internal. So, Obviously, just take them to the hospital to make sure before they get on a plane that there's nothing else going on that they couldn't figure out at the stadium. Um, and I can tell you that a, a source told me that Mike White got on the flight back to New Jersey with the team on Sunday night. So um, everything, that was the plan for him to go to the hospital, catch the team flight home. Everything went as planned. So that's a, an encouraging sign. I'm sure, sure we'll get an update on Mike White on Monday. Quinn and Williams obviously left the game also in the second quarter with a scary-looking injury, a non-contact calf injury to his left leg. Um, Salah said that, that Williams is day-to-day. He was asked point-blank if it was an Achilles injury. He said, no, we don't think it's that. We think it's just a calf injury. Training staff says he's day-to-day, and they think he has a real chance to play on Sunday against the Lions, so obviously that's a big deal. Not such good news with Corey Davis, as you probably suspected. He left in the first quarter after making a catch on third down. Uh, a jumping catch he suffered a head injury he's in the concussion protocol so he has a concussion Um, you know you never know how that's going to work out but probably isn't looking good for for Sunday against the Lions Um, and everything else was pretty much minor uh, after that in terms of the injuries so those were the big ones Um, obviously Mike White's status is, is going to be something to watch as the week goes on and Uh, You know, he's tough, but he's going to be awfully sore after what he experienced on Sunday. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens next for him and the the Jets.
0: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on, taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule right after the game. Normally we would do a full show, but you've got so many things going on. I'm glad you were able to squeeze us in. Make sure you tell everybody where they can find you as always. We know NJ.com, but also where can they find you on social media and what are you going to be working on this week? I assume there's going to be plenty on Mike White and what's going on with the playoff chase because the loss today to the Bills makes things so much harder on the Jets down the stretch. So I'm sure you're going to write plenty about that over the next couple of days.
1: Yeah, definitely going to preview their their playoff chances um, and Obviously, the the Patriots play a game on on Monday night against the Cardinals. That's going to have um, you know an impact on that. And and then we're going to write about Mike White and what the future looks like with him. And obviously, what's going on with his ribs. Um, going to do a little something on the uniforms. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So stay tuned and, and look for that moving forward. Um, and obviously, Garrett Wilson, huge day on Sunday, became the guy. Uh, he set the all-time Jets record for receiving yards passing Keyshawn Johnson. So um, we're going to get in-depth on, on how he's kind of been able to take this next step with Mike White and, and why that's more proof that, that the Jets need to ride with Mike White at least for the rest of the season. So yep, you can follow me on Andy underscore Vasquez on Twitter and by Andy Vasquez on Instagram and um, obviously nj.com-jets for all of our coverage in the upcoming week
0: make sure you follow andy on twitter and instagram read his work at nj.com check out everything we're doing over play like and the play like a jet youtube channel the thunder from down under luke grant has some awesome all 22 breakdowns up there so make sure you watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. We've got the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Quinn and Williams, John Franklin Myers, Bless You, Thank You shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.